everybody, and welcome to another episode of Paul and All. As always, I'm your host, Paul Casey, and joining me today, a relatively new friend who's never been on any of the clock shelves. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, humans. Uh, my name is Michelle. I met Paul in Hawaii this past year, and uh, yeah, it's good to be here. Good to be chatting with you again. Always. I love following your, I actually was just looking at your Instagram story and you were playing that same song that you always sing and play. And actually, uh, for anybody who, if you watch the Hawaii vlogs, uh, Michelle is the girl who was playing the ukulele at the one point. Uh, She's uh, our friend who we met, who Mike was doing a photo shoot with. Uh, So if anybody happened to watch those, that's who uh, I will be talking to today. Um, but why don't you tell us, because you are, I don't want to say a losty friend, because I consider you just like a regular friend. You're not like a, you know, not in a, a subsection of friends. Um, but we did meet in Hawaii at Lost 2017. We did not meet the first time in 2014, but you were there, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about sort of your experience in Hawaii because you've traveled all around the world right I mean I wouldn't say the world just Europe and the U.S. okay well that's I mean that's more worldly than a lot of people get (laughs) fair enough but why why don't you tell us a little bit about your your Hawaii experience uh both of them are just like the recent one either one okay uh I'll do the recent one uh Actually, no, because 2014 is really important. So so I had heard about the 2014 convention, uh, like, about a year before it even happened, so, like, in 2013. And being the huge Lost fan that I am, I was like, I need to go to this. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, I'm attending this. And um, that was the first trip I ever took by myself, and Lost was, like, the, the drive behind it, obviously. I wanted to go to this bad enough that I didn't care if anybody else came with me and so I ended up going alone and it was like the best experience ever because I met you know a group of friends there and then we started traveling together so the first the first 2014 convention uh was like a huge step for me like just traveling by myself and you know since I've I don't know if you know this but I was homeschooled so I was super like socially awkward but being around fellow nerds, like Losties, whatever, it kind of helped me, you know, put myself out there. And then 2017, when I came back, uh, I came again for the Lost Convention. And I saw, you know, we drove around the island, you know, saw, like, the filming locations. And eventually, I got to the point where, like, I'd be somewhere and be like, oh, I know where I am because this is where they film this scene. Um and then I ended up staying there for three months, working in a hostel and just hanging out. And uh, yeah, good good experience there. So traveling to Hawaii was the thing that made you want to travel the world, or at least, as you said, just the U.S. and Europe. Yeah, that's that's what that's where I caught the travel bug. Okay, see, I didn't know that. Um, and it was it was actually the the group of friends that I met in 2014. We met up again the next year in New York and then the next year in Barcelona. And so basically I was just like, well, this is fun and awesome, but I don't want to have to wait for other people. I'm just going to go do my own thing and keep traveling. Now, do you like traveling on your own versus traveling with people? I mean, I like both 
equally. I mean, I don't really have a preference. It's always good, you know, to be reunited with old friends because, like, eventually when you're just constantly meeting new people, it can kind of get exhausting. Just, like, you can... There's some times where you just can't get past the initial introductions and, like, form a real relationship. So, yeah, like, traveling with friends is always good, but, you know, meeting new people and making them friends is also good. So, you know, it's good mix and match. Okay. See, I don't know. I I, I mean, I want to travel to certain places, but I feel like I would want to travel either where... Uh, things are that I know, like there are places in the U.S. that I want to travel to, like uh, I've, I've been talking about potentially going to New Orleans or Las Vegas, and I don't really know anybody there, but it's just like at least one, they're in the U.S., so there is sort of the, the comfort of it's still home technically, but anywhere yeah. else, like even in the U.K., like I, you know, have friends from, from England and stuff like that. So even if I went to like Ireland or Wales or something, it's still a matter of not that far away are people that I know versus if I went to somewhere in Asia where I feel like I, especially me, I feel like I would just get like stranded there and I would just have like a mental breakdown or something because it, I'm like, this is so far out of my comfort zone. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's why I'm starting in Europe. Like, I'm, I definitely want to go more places, but like Europe, pretty much everybody speaks English. There's not really much of a language barrier, so there's that advantage. Um, I mean, there's still it. It puts for for new travelers. I mean, I still consider myself a new traveler. I mean, I haven't been anywhere else, so it's good for me to learn and be like, okay, some sometimes like very rarely there you have the language barrier and you kind of have to navigate around it. So then it's a good, you know, stepping stone to maybe more um, challenging countries. Yeah, actually, uh, some of our some of the, the English friends and things like that and other people who I know who have traveled, they say that that helps you grow and stuff. And I'm not I'm, obviously I'm not opposed to anything like that. It's just I feel like if I was with other people, it would make it a little easier i guess because even if it's just a matter of like well we none of us speak the language but we're all at least in this together <laughs> well i mean that's the advantage of uh using couch surfing or staying in hostels that way you know you can just meet people there uh make friends because then they're also foreigners and it's like you said you have somebody to experience it with and um like you can't always find a friend to go with you to thailand or something like you can't afford that so that's why you utilize, you know, hostels, so then you can just find people who are already there. Uh, it's less planning and honestly less effort than organizing a friend to come with you. Um, so, yeah, that's that's I think that's one great way to travel alone. Now, that is one thing uh, for anybody who doesn't know. You do a lot of the, the hostels and Airbnb and, and couch surfing and all of that. And ironically, there is a, a bit of a humorous story about that, like when you and I first <laughs> met, because Jake was there, because Jake and I were staying together in Hawaii uh, this time. And uh, you were one of the last people, at least in the Lost 2017 group on Facebook, who was you know, saying like, Hey, I'm still here. Does anybody want to hang out? And we were still there for a few more days. And, uh, I believe I friended you on Facebook or sent you a message or something. And we, we met up and why don't you tell everybody where you were staying at the time? <laughs> you just love to put me on blast. Eh? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So it, it was after the convention, all my, all my, um, 
all their friends had left, except for my friend Luke, but he was staying somewhere else. Uh, so our Airbnb time had ended, and I had about, I had a couple of days, maybe five or six days until I was going to go to stay with a host, and, um, you know, naturally, Hawaii is very expensive, so I just went on Airbnb, and I found the cheapest um option that I could find because I I'd sent out like 15 couch surfing requests and you know it's just it's just so there's a lot of competition there for to find couch surfing hosts so I couldn't find one and the Airbnb that I found was staying in a van with uh some guy that just like just like had a van and he had like these bunk beds in it kind of like a little hostel on wheels and you know in retrospect, it is a lot stranger than I'd thought of it because, like, I was just like, oh, it's just, like, this guy driving around the island. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm staying in a van with a stranger. That is a little strange. Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing is we, we messaged we messaged her and we were like, you know, hey, we're still here. We're looking to go because uh, Jake and I pretty much we went out drinking almost every night. And my justification for that is it was vacation. There um, you go. <laughs> well, we're not. We're not really. Dr- at least I'm not. I know he's not either, but we're not really drinkers. But it was just a matter of it's vacation and we want to have fun. And actually, after he left and after you uh, left, uh, the one day I was just there because I was there longer than anybody in our friend group. And uh, I spent the entire one day just in the Airbnb. And he was texting with me and he was like, that's not good. He's like, you need to get out. Because <laughs> it's like, it's Hawaii. Like, why? I stay home all the time. I don't go anywhere here in Pennsylvania. So, like, why, if I'm in that beautiful place, would I just stay inside as well? It's pretty boring. But so we were, we were out and, you know, you were where, where the van was parked was not very far from, from the bar that we were going to. So we met you and we were like, oh yeah, it's pretty late. You know, we'll drop you off. And you got out of the car and we, cause we asked you like, where are you staying? And you said something like, oh yeah, I'm in this guy's van. And we were like, oh, all right. So we're going to hang out tomorrow. Right. And you got out of the car. And as we're driving away, he and I looked at each <laughs> other and we were like, did she just say she's staying in a van? <laughs> in a van down by the ocean. Yeah, like, and then we were just like, okay, that's, a, and like, we'd, seriously, hours before we had just met this girl. We had just met you. And so we were like, this, like, I mean, okay, some people may say like, oh, it sounds sexist or whatever and we weren't trying to we were just thinking of it as like she's our friend our new friend like we have this one I mean yes we have other things in common we found out but like we are we're losty friends at that point like and to us and I mean you know this and anybody else knows this like the losty community is like a, a little family of sorts yeah so we were just like yeah we can't let this happen and so when we picked you up the next day uh, we were just like, yeah, um, you like we have a place like we had like our own little apartment. And I mean, it was only a couch the first night. And then Jake was leaving like uh, the next day or something. And I was like, you can have his room for as long as you, as long as I'm still there. You can have his room. But I was like, we can't let this girl sleep in some stranger's van. <laughs> 
I mean, I mean, to be fair, like the guy wasn't a creep. He was like 26 years old. He was a young guy, but like, and I, I still saw him after after I left the van. Actually, like I ran into him all the time around Waikiki. He was just some surfer bum, but like, it was like the most uncomfortable place I'd ever slept. To be sure, to be fair. Um, but so now, yeah, I'm definitely <clears throat> glad I ran into you guys. But now for you, like from from having read certain things on your blog and just talking with you, it's not necessarily strange for you to just because of like the whole couch surfing thing. Like and well, first of all, explain what the couch surfing thing is for anybody who doesn't know. Okay, so couch surfing is basically a hospitality exchange, which is think of it as Airbnb, but it doesn't cost money. Um, so you stay at somebody's place for free and exchange like you kind of share each other's culture. And first, a lot of question people have is like, why would you host? Like, why would you let somebody stay with you for free? And the way a lot of people see it, that host on there is like, well. If I can't travel, then I want to bring the world to me. And it's it's always, it's, I've had, I'd say 99% of my experiences have been positive, with like a very small percentage being like neutral. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's just great because then you stay with a local who knows the area. You don't, I never do any research when I go places, which is maybe not that great, but then I can have the locals tell me, like, give me suggestions. They can hang out with me. And then usually I make friends. Like, my first couch surfing host in Berlin, I've gone back to visit them, like, three times because we're just, we just hit it off so well. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great exchange. And I think taking money out of the equation kind of makes it more personal. It's like you're going to go stay with a friend, not like I'm paying you for a bed. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing is so, like, for you to stay – basically in this guy's van it wasn't necessarily that strange because that's what you what you've done in in a decent amount of your travels right because of the whole couch surfing yeah. thing yeah i would just i don't know I've, I've it seems weird and maybe it's just because i'm not a traveler and i'm just somebody who's i very much don't like to leave my comfort zone and you know like all that sort of stuff it just seems strange and for again from reading your blog i know you've had you have to justify it to people like a lot right yes oh yeah um how do you i don't know i don't i'm trying to think of like other things that i want to like ask without sounding incredibly like rude or naive (laughs) (laughs) i mean i've i've been asked some pretty outlandish questions so i anything you ask won't really surprise me to be honest well, because I mean, you're you're fairly you're fairly young still. So like because you like you said, like taking money out of the equation. I know that was a, a big thing for you, uh, even when you were staying with us was like certain things that we were doing. And I didn't realize it until afterwards. And I, I do want to apologize because certain things that we were doing, we were going places and we were like, oh, why don't you come with us? And again, it wasn't until I was thinking back on it where you were just like, no, 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 I'm fine. And I was thinking, I'm like, she was always talking about the fact that like money because of traveling various places money was a little tight so i didn't think about the fact that you were trying to to save money by not doing like we went to the dole plantation and so like you didn't you didn't go with us on certain things like that but so i guess like how does that factor in with traveling the world because i would think money would be like a huge thing because i know even for me to travel from here from Pennsylvania to Hawaii and back, it was I mean, even the first time it was over 
you know, a thousand dollars this time, including getting all the food and, and all that sort of stuff, it like almost wiped out my bank account. So how do you manage to do that sort of stuff? If so, you don't mind. No, no, not at all. I mean, this is definitely a question that a lot of people have. Um, so the first time I went to Hawaii, I, I spent 15 grand or not, sorry, not 15 grand. Oh my gosh. $1,500. So $1,500 on the flight and the hotel. Um, whereas now that was, and that was just for like a week. Um, but this year of traveling has cost me less than $5,000 because, uh, one major, major part of the, the, you know, not spending money is, like I hardly ever pay for accommodation because I always do work exchange. So like I stayed in Italy for three months as an au pair. So I was working in exchange for, you know, places to stay and they fed me. So for three months, I basically had no, nothing to pay for because I had food and accommodation. What else is there? Um, so that's one, that's like the, the biggest thing is like finding a place to stay without paying. And then for food, I mean, you just do grocery shopping for transportation. I stock flights like for months before I buy them. Um, and then for transportation, I've just started hitchhiking. So there's that. So I, I'm just cutting down a lot of costs any way that I can. And usually for activities, I'll just stick with the free stuff. Like you can find free walking tours and pretty much any major city um and usually the things that cost money don't really interest me that much like I'm not the kind of person to go for a night out go you know clubbing spending all this money on drinks and stuff I'd rather go hiking and then just like hang out at the end of the day you know just chilling so it's finding stuff to do for free that is like that's that's why that's why I go to Dole Plantation because it's like you know you kind of have to pick and choose where you want to spend your money. I would rather spend my money, you know, getting dinner with you guys than seeing some pineapples. So, so if it's if it's one of those if it's free it's for me sort of things. <laughs> yeah. I well okay you you use the word hitchhiking and again that's one of those things that like that. I mean, that scares me because, like, you always hear stories about hitchhiking. And, I mean, I know I probably sound like like your parents, I would assume, sounded at least the first time or anybody who just doesn't experience that sort of thing. And, I, and I've, I've talked about this with a few other friends who've, who've traveled various places in the world where they're just like, oh, yeah, I just walked from here to there or, you know, I just, I like you said, hitchhiked or whatever. And I just feel like that would be incredibly scary because I don't even like to to take an Uber from one place. <laughs> I, I took my very first Uber in Hawaii only no because... No way! Yeah, no, I really did. Only because I wanted... Because we're, you you know where we were. We were kind of like in the center yeah. of the, like We were in the... the the residential area uh, of, of, mm. of Oahu. So, like, to get to the beach the one day, it was like a 20, 30-minute drive. So, I, after Jake had left, because uh, he had the car, I took an Uber for the very first time. And I was I was texting with one of our other friends because I was just like, I'm extremely nervous. Because I'm like, I'm getting in a car with a stranger. <laughs> and they are in complete control. Like they can, yeah. they can kidnap me and take me anywhere. I mean, not that anybody would want me, but like they could kidnap me and take me like anywhere that they wanted. And like that, 
that scares me a little bit. So I don't, I don't know how you could like even hitchhike in that. I mean, it's, I think that, okay, so hitchhiking in America is, I think, significantly more dangerous than hitchhiking in Europe. Um, hitchhiking in Europe is very common. I mean, there are sometimes when I was hitchhiking out of Budapest and there was like, they were, everybody was going in the opposite direction than me, but there was like at least eight or nine other people there throughout the time that I was there that were hitchhiking. And so it's just, it's just a very common thing there. And actually in the Netherlands, they have hitchhiking like spots, like designated spots. There's like a sign with a little thumb on it. And that's like where the hitchhikers will go. And then sometimes drivers will go out of their way to, you know, see if there's anybody at this hitchhiking spot. So it's like a and bus did, stop for hitchhikers? Yeah, yeah something like that. Um, it was pretty cool. Um, and then I, I did ask a lot of people, like, why they picked me up. Because it's just, you know, it's useful information to see, you know, what kind of person you're in the car with. Um, usually they would say, like, if it was, like, a woman. Like, I had this older woman once pick me up. And she goes, oh, well, I just didn't want somebody, you know, bad to pick you up. So I thought I would take you. Um, other times... Uh, for the longer rides, they just want some company. They just want somebody to talk to. And that, you know, other times it's like, well, if it was my kid, like I would want, you know, somebody nice like me to pick them up. So my, people, my mother actually good. knows somebody who that was her theory. Uh, mm-hmm. her, the, the woman's sons would hitchhike and her, she would pick up hitchhikers. And her theory was, I would want someone to pick up my boys. So I'm going to pick up people, but it's just yeah. like, that's like, okay, but that's just, like weird and again like you said maybe it's just like an american thing versus a european thing but and i mean of course hawaii is completely different than anything in the continental united states <laughs> yeah um but it just seems so strange to me well i mean it's it is challenging because you really have to make a quick decision when somebody stops because you know somebody stops you don't that doesn't mean that you have to get in the car with them so there have been a few times where it's like and now i've never turned down a ride but there's, I've, or I've never had to anyway, so, but you have to, like, you have to really assess quickly when they pull over because you don't want to waste their time and make them angry or whatever, so you kind of have to look in. I try to, like, look in the car, see what's going on, see if they have anything that would set off any red flags, kind of read their body language, you know, how their hygiene is even, because if they're, like, some dirty, weird person, then it's like, I'll wait for the next ride, but... Well, and now, actually, the the first time I got picked up, I got picked up by the Ukrainian military. So that was wait fun. what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a whole blog post on it, but um, I was hitchhiking on the Ukrainian border, and I was on like the freeway going into Hungary, and this car stopped. It was an unmarked car, and these and I was like, oh wow, that was fast. And the, the these military guys came out. They were border patrol. And I was like, oh, freak, what am I doing? And um, they didn't really speak much English, but they were young guys. They were definitely, like, maybe mid to late 20s. Um, super friendly. They gave me a ride to the border, and, like, I got in the car, and they are like, oh, let's take a selfie, a selfie. And it was great. <laughs> it was scary at first, but, like, the U- was, God, just, a- I'm just picturing the Ukrainian military saying selfie. <laughs> Dude, it was amazing. <laughs> Well, okay, so yeah, that was if you like, okay, so you said you uh, you like test out or read their body language and and things like that for the car. How do you determine stuff when you're going for like an Airbnb 
or uh, a couch surfing sort of thing. Or even no. a because ho- I mean a hostel you don't get like any because uh some of my some of the British friends have said to me about like staying in a hostel and like even all of the other American friends like we don't we don't get the concept because like to people who travel and especially to European people I guess that's like an incredibly common thing because you go from country to country to country over there which is basically yeah. like traveling across the states here but. For us, we would stay at like a motel or a hotel or something like that. We don't really understand. I mean, you do, obviously, but some of us don't really understand the concept of the hostel. So, like, how do you judge all that sort of stuff when you don't necessarily get the chance to see other than what they want you to see? (laughs) Uh, So, all around between Couchsurfing, Airbnb, and hostels, it all comes down to references. Like, I, they all have a reference system and especially with hostels there's a few different websites um that will have like there's hostel bookers there's hostel world so i'll go to the websites i'll go to both of them and i'll read the references on both websites and get a feel for you know what kind of place it is and i mean that's really all you have to go off of but uh with the hostels when you book them you only have to pay like a two dollar reservation fee and then you pay the rest when you get there so even if, you know, you book this place, you're only spending a couple bucks to reserve it. And then if you show up and it looks like not, a, you know, a safe place or a place that you want to be at, you know, you're only out two bucks. Go find a new place. Okay. Well, I know I was, I, I did read one of your, one of your posts about uh, staying. It was like, it was, I think it was something about couch surfing and it was, uh, just look like certain red flags to look for on like the host's profile and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So of course, couchsurfing, they also have the reference system and then they, I always read the entire profile of somebody I might be requesting because you can kind of see, I don't know, at least for me, I'm pretty good at reading people and seeing if like they're maybe not have the best intentions so, like, if, for example, one major way to check if there's a guy's profile and they have their gender preference to females, then you don't stay with them because they're obviously just trying to get, you know, some tail or whatever. Right. Well, see, I, I, I don't know. I'm, in my mind, my mind just went to, she says she reads people pretty well, but yet she still stayed with Jake and I. What does that say about her <laughs> people reading skills? <laughs> no, you guys were fun. Well, thank you. I, I'm sure uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll be glad to to hear that. <laughs> um, but no, I mean it was it was a really it was really interesting. Like what like while we were hanging out with you and you were telling us all this sort of stuff. And I mean, uh, Jake didn't get to experience it, but even just hanging out with with you and Luke because you guys like run your own your own websites and things like that, and uh, just hanging out with you guys because the one day uh, I don't think I put it in the vlog, but like. You and myself and Luke, we just sat around just like talking the one day, just like about Lost and all sorts of stuff like that. Is that the, like when you said about like, oh, just winding down at the end of the day, that's that's what you mean? Yeah, like that. That was a fantastic day. Like at least at least at that point, I had been on the go nonstop for like a month and a half, two months. So getting to just like sit there, do nothing and talk with like good company like that is that's really all that needs I need to be happy. 
Now, where are some of the places that you've that you've traveled? Like you said, the Ukraine, Hungary, uh, Germany, Italy. Is there anywhere that you've been that because uh, you're actually getting ready to, to travel again, right? Yeah, I'm heading to England in two weeks. And is there anywhere? Uh, are you doing just Europe this time? Or are you going to hit like Asia and Australia and things like that? I want to so badly, but like Australia and New Zealand are super expensive to get to. So that's like a huge reason I haven't gone there yet. And then Asia, I really want to go to Southeast Asia because of how cheap it is. But I need um, certain vaccinations that I don't have. And so that's been what's holding me back from there. So right now, uh, I'll just be in Europe again. But I'm definitely planning on going. Maybe I'll hit up Central America and South America next. I'm not sure yet. Oh, okay. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to ask you, and I completely forgot it. It was just on my <laughs> mind, and I I completely lost it, and I don't remember what it was. Um, now, is there – what was it? Is there anywhere that – like, in particular, like, places – are you going to be doing new places in, in Europe, or are you going to be revisiting some of the same old places? I'll be in the same – places for the most part i think um like when i go to england i'll be staying with uh where i stayed last time with luke's roommates except for luke won't be there this time which will be kind of sad and weird but um his roommates are awesome so i'll be staying there for about a month and then i think not i think i'll be going to france to visit a friend there and that'll be a new country and then other than that it might be more of the same stuff. I don't really have my plans set out yet. So I just know I'm going to England. And then after that, I'm not really sure. Oh, you're, yeah, <laughs> but, you're not, you're not like yeah. a planner with that sort of stuff, right? You're just like, yeah. I just want to go and wherever the wind takes me or however that phrase goes. Yeah, pretty much. Now you're from California, right? Yes. Yeah. I have no. I, okay, technically, I was in LAX, but other than that, and I think maybe San Francisco <laughs> at one point in their airport. But basically, never been in California. Everything that I've seen on TV makes it seem like it is the perfect weather, especially as someone from Pennsylvania who hates the winter. We just had a day where it was like in the 50s or 60s, which has been a heat wave comparatively to like the negative degrees that we had. <laughs> and then overnight, it snowed and there was ice on on the streets like it was oh like gosh. it was within a day it was the complete you know complete opposites I mean I understand wanting to travel the world and there are certain places but there's a part of me like I said I saw on your on your Instagram story you were just driving around talking about like a California winter and there's a part of me that's like why <laughs> would you ever leave that place <laughs> kind of I mean I, I thought the same thing when you were you know when you said you were staying in Hawaii for a little longer and then you were like, oh, yeah, but probably around Christmas I'm going to be going home. I'm like, why? Like, li- I, I want to live vicariously through you. Just stay in Hawaii. <laughs> like, it's so beautiful. Just stay there. Oh, believe me, I regretted buying buying a plane ticket back. <laughs> um, is that where, like, it, okay, so if you were to ever stop traveling, where would be, so if, out of the places you've been, where would be the one place that you uh, that you would want to stay? I will always come back to California. I absolutely love it here. Really? Yeah. Like, even though I've traveled so much, like, I mean, that's the reason I keep, I'll travel and then I'll, like, come back home and I'll travel and come back home because, like, I'm I'm in love with this state so much. It, it has everything. It has, you know, desert, mountains, beaches, uh, forests. I mean, 
perfect weather. I mean, it's I'm looking outside and the sun is shining. It's like 75 degrees in January. You can't, you just can't beat that. Like, except for maybe Hawaii. Maybe I would settle down in Hawaii for a bit because it's absolutely stunning too. But like, I hate, I also hate the cold weather, Paul. I hate the snow. I hate like, well, I don't hate the snow, but like, I don't, I don't want to be cooped up inside all day, you know, freezing my butt off if I have to go outside for a minute. Um, I love the heat so much. I'm actually kind of scared for going to England next because I don't actually own winter clothes. So I'll have to, this will kind of be my first experience with like an actual winter. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, that's so terrible for you. (laughs) (laughs) I, I hate. I hate the winter and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a December birthday kid. So like I, oh, no. it's, Oh, it's, it's the worst. I've always hated the, like, that's why, I mean, but when I saw your stuff, when you were in Hawaii, you know, after basically after I came home and you were just like, you know, showing all the, the places you were going and all, I was just, I was so super jealous because you were getting to to just stay there, and I was like in the dreary weather here, and I just, I've always just hated winter, and I was just super jealous of you. So just just know that that I was that I was there, and <laughs> even right now, you said it's sunny and it's seventy five, and let me see, let me bring up my weather app so I could tell you how terrible it is here in Pennsylvania right now, seventeen degrees. Oh God! Yeah, and I mean, I have no problem. I've never been like an outside kid. I was uh, when I was when I was younger. I never really went outside. A uh, fun fact: I don't know if you know this or anybody listening knows this. I don't know how to ride a bicycle, so like I was like one hundred percent never an outside kid. And I've joked about it on Facebook and Twitter and and with friends. Hawaii is the only time that I'm ever out because. I mean, except for that one day, I never wanted to stay inside because the weather to me is just so beautiful. There's just so many amazing things to do that I'm just like, even when we were there and it's something that you and I have joked about with regards to sleeping the first like few days that we were there, Jake and I were running on about three or four hours of sleep every day because we would, we got there, we would go out, hang out with everybody, then you know, sleep for a few hours, wake up, go to the lost events, then hang out with everybody until like two or three in the morning and then be up again by like six or seven or eight or whatever to go to the next day's lost events. And I was saying that to people from back home and they were just like, you're on vacation, like sleep. And I'm like, no, I'm on vacation. (laughs) I want to enjoy every minute of it that I can. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'm the same way. Like I have, I'm not a morning person. I cannot wake up to save my life, even though I try. However, in Hawaii, like I was waking up naturally on my own at like eight in the morning, which is for me a complete miracle. Um, because like you're, you wake up early, um, you, you can go outside and do stuff. You can go to the beach and go hiking, whatever. And then, when the sun goes down, you're kind of like, all right, well, at least for me, like, I didn't really go out that late. Um, but, like, you know, you wind down and chill out. And then I would be in in bed by, like, midnight there a lot. So I was getting full eight hours and still having the whole day to do stuff. Somehow getting up early. Um, yeah, it was great. 
Well, that yeah, that was the thing. Like while we were there, we were we were hanging out and going out, whatever. And then it would be you know up by you know like six or seven or eight the next day, which to me is sleeping in. Sleeping anything <laughs> past like five thirty or six o'clock is sleeping in. Oh man! But then yeah, I know. Um, but then uh, like that first day after the events, the Lost uh, Con events were over, I think I slept until about noon or one o'clock that next day because I was just like, okay, I don't know why. Maybe it was just my body knew there was nothing going on. Cause even I woke up that day and Jake was like, oh yeah, I went to the grocery store. I got all of our laundry done. Like I, I sent some work emails and all this other stuff. And he's like all while you were sleeping. And I was like, oh <laughs> damn, like he got so much done. And, I, and then of course the next day he slept until like two or three. And so I was like, <laughs> okay, so it evened out. But that's, I mean, I would just feel like even if I was, if I was traveling like you do, that I would just be like, okay, I just want to be out doing stuff. Even if I was in somewhere where it was winter, like England, I would just, I don't know. I think a certain part of me would take over where it's like, this isn't Pennsylvania winter. This isn't New York winter. (laughs) Like this is England winter. I need to go experience this despite the fact that I hate winter. (laughs) Well, I hope I can put that mindset on when I go there. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't think I have that many more questions for you. I, I didn't want this to really be like me interrogating you for a no, long it doesn't period, feel like that at all. A long period of time, but I, I did just want to, I, I wanted to catch up with you. I wanted to, to talk about stuff. I wanted to. Uh, have you because I did tell it in the vlog but I did want to have you kind of tell your side of the story of uh, meeting uh, I met a stranger who was living in someone's van (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you have before before I I let you go do you have any other like humorous stories like that that you can that you that you want to share about like uh, maybe, uh, you know, like a creepy because you had to have you had to have come up with some sort of way to get your system of checking the red flags right for like a, a couch surfing host or whatever. So there had to have been it's it's like when you see uh, certain laws on the books in certain states or certain signs outside of businesses where you're like something had to have happened for there <laughs> to be this law or this sign. So if you don't mind what like there has has to be a story behind that. Right. Um, kind of, I mean, not, I mean, if it's something you don't feel comfortable with, I I won't pressure. No, 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 no. Uh, there wasn't any like one incident that happened. It just kind of seems like common sense that if, if I'm going to be staying with a stranger that I haven't met before, that I need to make sure I know everything I can and, you know, check out their profile but um uh i can't gather my thoughts um yeah i mean i i always in general make sure to try to meet the person in public first before i go back to their house so that's i mean yeah that way if i you know read their profile and something doesn't seem quite right or if it if they don't have anything on that sets off any red flags uh, then at least I meet them in public first and I can be like, oh, this person is not super cool, so I should go somewhere else. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It just always seemed like common sense to me. Well, it's interesting the fact that you were saying uh, before you went to Lost 2014, the fact that you were 
like you said, you were kind of like introverted, right? Because you like you were homeschooled and that sort of stuff. So it's it's interesting now to see where you're just like, because again, from from knowing you a little bit and and reading stuff uh, about you from your travels and whatever, where you're just like, I'll stay on, you know, I'll stay in somebody's spare room or I'll sleep in a van with somebody, or whatever. Versus, you know, like you said at the beginning when you were just going to to Hawaii the first time, where you didn't know anybody, you didn't you didn't really travel. You you were you said you were homeschooled, so you were kind of like more introverted and stuff like that. So it's it's really interesting to see how over the course of three, four years, there's been what seems like a dramatic change. I honestly still consider myself introverted. I mean, traveling has not uh, made me any better at talking to people, (laughs) which sounds kind of weird. But like, for example, in the hostel, um, it was it's really hard for me to like, just like start talking to somebody. And so sometimes it would kind of just be like accidental or like it would be, I would have to like really try like I I hate small talk and being at the hostel for you know 2 months it was like constantly hi where are you from how long are you here where are you going next like repeat over and over Well cuz that's like and a I rotating thought, group of people right like this yeah, not it's Yeah yeah okay Yeah so so I got really tired of that and I was just like I don't like I want to talk to this person, but I don't want to go through this introduction phase again. So I ended up just kind of hanging out with the other employees after a while. But like in general, yeah, it's, it's really hard for me to approach new people still. So that's one reason I love couch surfing, because you're going to be with this person one on one. And it's just easier to, for me to focus my energy on to one person and get to know that one person really well than like a bunch of people that are always coming and going. Okay. Now, would you, do you think for somebody like me, who's also like a, I mean, I'm, I'm a homebody. Like you said, you, even in, when you're home, you like to go out I, again from your Insta story, you were just out and discovering new places, even around where you, you know, where you live. Um, but do you think as somebody who doesn't like to leave their comfort zone, me, uh, my All of my friends who travel tell me that I should travel more. One, because it'll open my mind to other cultures and things like that. But I, just, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of a lot of questions that I have. I, do you would which do you think would be better for someone like me? If you if you have a, an opinion, do you think it would be better to do like a shortened trip where I were to like stay in? like hotels and things like that and do like the more touristy things? Or do you think it would be better like, again, to start out or do you think it would be better to just be like, I'm going to, you know, couch surf and, and all that sort of stuff like for a longer period of time and save some money? Uh, maybe I think I would say neither. I would say like, you don't necessarily have to go for a long period of time. I think that for somebody like you, going for super long might just be more stressful. Um, but I still would say for a shorter trip that it's really helpful to stay in hostels. I think I will I will praise and recommend hostels forever because if you stay in the right one, then it's not just a place to stay and a lot of times they'll have organized events, you know, maybe like 
they'll have sometimes like bar crawls and stuff. So it's if you go to a hostel that has like a lot of like events and organization going on, then it's really helpful. You don't you personally don't really have to try as hard to talk to somebody because if you're at, you know, an event where you all have like this common common ground, I guess you could say, then it's, you know, easier to meet people. And one thing that I do is like I'll try to meet somebody and then I won't make plans. I'll just kind of follow them with whatever they're doing and it, it works out. But um, also free walking tours, I think, are awesome because you can kind of meet people there. And usually you'll you'll discover like kind of the more hidden gems of the city than just the touristy stuff. But I mean, sometimes the touristy stuff is touristy for a reason because it's super cool. But, you know, see, I don't I mean, again, and maybe it's just like the American thing of like the hostels, though. I, I was only in. When the first time in Hawaii, uh, my friend Andrew, who wasn't at the Lost thing this time, he actually met the woman who's now his wife uh, because he was traveling around and staying in hostels and things like that. But uh, me and him and, and one of our other friends, we were because he had to grab something out of his bag the one day. So he was just like, oh, just come back to the hostel with me. And that's another thing is like if I'm like at the at the Airbnb or at a hotel or something like my stuff I in my mind, my stuff is like secure. It's locked up in somewhere that only I have access to versus like a hostel where unless you want to carry your stuff with you all day, it's basically just there where anybody else who's also staying in the room can have access to it, which freaks me out quite a bit. But I'm also I'm also a little OCD and like germaphobic. And I happened to look in the bathroom where the shower was and it was so disgusting and so, like, that was just, I was just like, okay, my stuff isn't, isn't you know, like, locked, you know, if I were to stay in somewhere like this, like, my stuff isn't locked up, and the shower is disgusting. I'm like, okay, that's two no's in the, in the, <laughs> in the column. I was, I don't know. Maybe it was just well, the you, one that I was, that I went to or whatever, but, yeah, that was my, my big things. For a hostel to not have a place to lock your stuff, I would never stay somewhere like that. I mean... Usually they have some sort of locker, some sort of cubby that you can lock your stuff in. So I, I always look and make sure somewhere is going to have a place for me to put a lock. And that's, that's one thing I take with me everywhere is a padlock. Um, as for cleanliness, you know, that kind of depends on the place. Uh, look on the ratings and see what, what's up with that. But I think maybe uh, a good step for you could be, you know, usually hostels, you can have the option of getting a private room which then you can have the advantage of, you know, meeting people maybe in the common area. But then if you are, need to go recharge, you can go be alone in your room still. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I will have to, I mean, I don't necessarily know the next time I'm going to be going anywhere, but I do, I actually do in uh, this year, I want to go to, like I said, either Las Vegas or New Orleans, but I'm, I'm really wanting 2019 before we go back to hawaii in 2020 i want 2019 to maybe be where i do the uk so i will have well if you go to new orleans i know a great hostel to stay at so (laughs) okay i will keep that in mind um that is all I really wanted to to grill you on. And, and it's funny because, like I said, I didn't want this to turn into something like that. But I know you had when we were talking about doing this the other day, you said about you were looking forward to being interrogated. So I hope it wasn't too <laughs> traumatic of an experience. <laughs> I think I'll get through it with only minimal therapy. <laughs> uh, you know, I've 
you're not no i was gonna i was gonna say i was gonna joke and say you're not the first girl who said that i've had to cause her to go to therapy but that just makes me sound even worse (laughs) (laughs) um let them know I've, i've mentioned your blog on here let them know where they can find your blog all of your social media so they can keep up with your travels just like i keep up with your travels uh yeah everything is poor and in danger um instagram uh my website my facebook poor as in no money because for some reason my you know people have a hard time understanding what i'm saying so poor and in danger it's supposed to be ironic <laughs> yeah because i so, remember yeah. when we first met i was she you know i was like poor, i was like that's uh, you know, I was like hesitant about what you were saying, you know, like, oh, you know, the the blog that you do and all this stuff. And I was like, poor and in danger. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't really sound like the, hey, follow my adventures and, and <laughs> learn the great things about traveling the world <laughs> sort of thing. And then, of course, it it took me where I'm like, oh, OK, it's I, I get it. It's it's ironic. But yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you, Michelle, for sitting down with me and talking about traveling and and how we met and all sorts of stuff like that thank you for having me it was fun good i always love talking about this stuff uh i don't really have a sign off for this show so i will just say uh follow michelle keep up with her stuff and if you all are so inclined travel the world and let me know how it is so maybe one day i'll leave my apartment This has been a production of Clockshells Entertainment.